You are listening to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Life groups are important to the life and health of North Monroe and North Church Bastrop. And this is the podcast designed to help you make your life group great through encouragement, sharing of resources, and having an ongoing conversation about the importance of your life group. Welcome back to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Today, you got uh, me, Cody, and Kevin's here with us. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's everybody doing? Uh, well, we had a great Sunday yesterday. I mean, like, everybody, I was beaming. Everybody I saw was just beaming. It was awesome. Bastrop had an awesome Sunday. Tell us a little bit about yeah. y'all's Sunday. You know, it's one of those Sundays where you dream it and plan it, and it's, you know, it's going to be different, and it's fun, but uh, all the hard work, all the people serving, just fun to see all that happening. And I think just us all being together, you know, and, and just uh, worshiping the way we did. It was a it was a mm-hmm. great Sunday for us. I know y'all had a great Sunday, too, just Absolutely. outside. The weather cooperated yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So if, if uh, maybe somebody's listening that, that know exactly what we're talking about. We did church outside in the parking lot uh, yesterday uh, at both campuses. We had food trucks, um, and and the people showed up. The families were just kind of together. It was a beautiful, beautiful picture. We got to see some people that we hadn't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we got to, to to meet some new people, too. And so everything about it was just so worth it. It was a lot of work, but it was so worth it. Um, awesome day. Uh, and, and out of Bastrop, we heard a really cool story, really not even tied to the parking lot. Yeah. Um, but share that one. Yeah. I mean, we had, a um, we had two salvations. One was at the, at the deal, um, yesterday that we did outside, but the other one, we were actually cleaning up and, and packing everything up, getting ready to, to head to the house. It was probably close to one o'clock and, um, I had a guy that is a regular attender at our campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we know him well. Um, came through and um, drove up into the parking lot while we were cleaning up and and just let me know that he had watched the online service and actually had it propped up in his car. He was watching it while he were, or listening to it while he was driving in um, from a weekend uh, camping or something and um, said, man, when I heard the sermon, I just had to drive here because what I realized is listening to that sermon online today is that I need to be sure, I need to know that I'm saved. I need mm-hmm. to be saved today. And wow. um, we walked through, talked through a lot of things, and and he prayed to receive Christ yesterday. And it, to me, it just valued not only the, was it an awesome day on campus mm-hmm. and we had so much fun and all that kind of stuff. Um, and God moved certainly in all, in both of our services in our time of worship on, on the, in the parking lot, but how valuable valuable those um those moments online are mm-hmm, and um mm-hmm. so never take those if you're a live group leader those zoom meetings that you didn't think were were making a headway yeah. i mean they were they were making they were making a difference in somebody's life whether you realize it or not and um, it just showed me again the value of that online service yeah the online service we really are are starting to see that it's become a campus mm-hmm. an extension of of uh, who we are online and it's so important and uh, that's why we do it. Um, that's that's the. Uh, I, it's not really the newest thing, but it is. It's it's where we have to yeah. focus our attention, um, and it and we see the the fruit that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, had we not Absolutely. done it, um, he would not have heard. So we're gonna we're gonna stick to that. I want to talk today about life groups and how to care for your life group. We've talked a lot about Bible study. Um, kind of calendaring. Um, so last week was methodology and, and um, being willing to make a change if we need to. This week is how to care. 
And uh, so doing some um, some group care. And when I say that, I, I'm talking there's there's kind of some layers to it. I've got four points that that I want to kind of bring out. Uh, but really what I want to try to get us to is um, when we read Acts, the book of Acts in the Bible, we see the early church begin to form early on. We get to uh, really in Acts 2, we see kind of the spirit move and, and you get a glimpse of it. It comes back up in Acts chapter 4, and I want to read this, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 32, and kind of break it down a little bit um, and, and, and see how... Can this help us as we think about caring for our life groups? So it says, this is Acts 4.32. It says, Now the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions were his own or was his own. But instead, they held everything in common. Uh, Jumping down uh, to verse 34, There was not a needy person among them, because all those who owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And this was then distributed to each person as they had need. Now, I know that's that's an example of um, a ministry uh, that that of providing financially for people. And and that is absolutely a way to care. But, but notice back at the beginning, the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind. They were united there. No one claimed that their possessions were their own and uh, they had everything in common. Mm. When I think about caring for your life group, I think I see caring in all of this, having all things in common, uh, being willing to hold everything that is in my possession loosely and uh, in order to to meet needs. What do you think, Kevin? And that's a struggle for us too, isn't it? Because we live in this culture that says, man, we want to get as much as we can oh, for our yeah. own self mm-hmm. and hold on to it so tightly. And, and the the flip side of, of really the gospel challenges us to be the opposite. And yeah. and I think when we when we get involved as as groups, as as a church, um, really that that attitude of, hey, what I've got you can have is is an attitude. And we don't share our our stuff like they did probably yeah. in the same way. Right. But um but we need to have that same attitude that, hey, what's mine? If it can benefit you in any mm-hmm. way, I want to share it with you mm-hmm. as best I can. But I like what you said about not holding on to the things that we have so tightly that we that we just neglect each other. Right. And that's right. what we tend to do in right. in our world today. Oh, absolutely. And I think if there's ever a place for this to be applied, I see it all over life groups. Uh, because as as um, you know, the, our church as a whole, and then you think about the the church in our community, we can't know all of the needs, um, you know, as a whole. But but each individual life group knows, can recognize those needs, can can maybe identifies ways to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I really want to look at that in terms of. How can we apply this to our life group? For example, if somebody in your group is sick or has had surgery, I know a lot of groups are coordinating meals or doing meal trains for the families. They're they're uh, mowing yards. There's a lot of uh, felt needs there, um, and and really that's the first thing that when we talk about caring for your life group, you've got to create this what what the early church had. We would call community, um, where they had all things in common and were together. It's got to be. You got to do some work to create that. Mm-hmm. In in some ways, it happens naturally because we're we're people. We gravitate towards each other, but for it to be um, the most beneficial, 
it takes a little bit of of leadership in that. Um, in in the in the uh, early church, uh, there was not a believer who had need um, because they were all met in the church. This is ministry, and really, what we we see a difference between um, sometimes we get ministry and mission confused. Ministry is is really serving uh, within the church almost. Missions is is sharing the gospel wherever we go, whether it's to the ends of the earth or to our neighbor. And um, and so when we think in terms of ministry, one of the best places to minister is within your life group. Uh, one of the things I've noticed in in that is a, a developing trend is that people are not as close to their their um, uh, kinship family as they might have been in the past. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people uh, with transportation and, and jobs uprooting, and now we're working from home. You can work from anywhere, really, now. Um, people are not really as close to their family. They don't necessarily live in the same town that they grew up in, although that definitely still happens. Uh, we've got a lot of people in our community that have transplanted here, uh, may not have family anywhere close, and Life Group is the place where they uh, that really the only place that that they can find a true community and a family life. Yeah, family. Setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that, and I like what you said earlier. And and we're primarily talking to you guys who are who are leading these life groups. You know, I think a lot of times we want our people to do the things that maybe we aren't so willing to do. And I think to create this family, it's got to be, you've got to be the catalyst as a, as a life group leader, as people that, that are on a staff and we're leading people. I mean, that's just the, the responsibility falls to, to you to, Mm -hmm. um, to be the catalyst for that kind of attitude. And, and, and you're, as a leader, you have influence. We talked about that a couple of, you know, a couple of sessions ago or whatever. But I think this, it translates to hospitality. And this is really what the Bible is so, um, really calls hospitality a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, you know, that's, that's something that can be, can be, um, Led people can lead people with hospitality or that gift of hospitality lead others to become that. Um, I think sometimes what we don't want to do when I think about creating community is is it inconveniences us with our time. Yeah. Um, something we hold on to maybe more tightly than we should is our time. And um, some of the some of the times in my life where I was m- more inconvenienced than I wanted to be turned out to be the greatest blessing that I ever had because I was I was blessing somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. we have to look at our life life groups that way and see the blessing that comes from community and see the blessing that that comes from um, serving like you're talking about yeah, and really taking yeah. care of one another. And even though, yeah, it's probably a time crunch in your life and kids are going here and there and it's an inconvenience and you, you know, man, I really, I signed up to make a meal, but I really don't want to make a meal. But then delivering that meal will become a blessing to you as you're being a blessing to others. So I think we have to keep that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, just like this, this, this first church did man they were mm-hmm. they just were so mm-hmm. wrapped up in each other that they didn't have time to get sidetracked with the inconvenience of life so yeah you know i think um it, going along with what you just said there we're afraid of what we might lose and, mm. and that might be whether it's our time like you pointed out um and, and we see it in a way of man i'm already drained and and i'm, I'm tired and i need time to refresh and we think that this could take away from that Mm -hmm. the opposite is actually true when i serve other people or when i when i meet needs in ministry or or when like things like uh what happens sunday with this guy you have that conversation it takes away from that time that you were 
uh, put, getting things put up and, and kind of closing out the day, that actually energizes you more than uh, anything, anything. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, I think I, we were talking last night and my wife and I, and I was like, man, I'm really tired. My body's tired, but man, I'd get up and do it all over again yeah. because those moments just make it worth it. And mm-hmm. I think that's so true uh, mm-hmm. when we begin to minister to other people. Mm-hmm. And those that we're holding so tightly, your group is is people that, I mean, this scripture that Cody shared with us, that everybody was of one heart and one mind. They were united. And mm-hmm. and when, you, when you're taking care of one another, it just strengthens that, it strengthens that unity. I mean, there's no way for it to not. Yeah. Um, it yeah. just strengthens that unity that you already have. And so, um, so as leaders, we have to be catalysts for that community that, um, that we're, we're trying to create in our own group. That's right. That's right. So uh, the second part of this, and, and these kind of all run together, but another way to care for your life group, I guess would be. So the first one is create community. The second one is uh, you got to celebrate together. Mm-hmm. That creates a bonding and community uh, and it cares for people when we celebrate. So uh, think about this as a life group leader, what is celebrated in your group? Because we all know what matters we celebrate what matters most to us, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's a win on Friday or Saturday. We celebrate that. Um, I, we celebrate this time of year is hunting season, the big buck going down. We celebrate those things, you know, got meat in the freezer. And uh, so but think about how can you celebrate to as a way to um, show the importance of what really matters in your life group? How can we celebrate creating community? Yeah, absolutely. How can we celebrate serving each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we need to look at in at some milestones in our our natural life patterns. So, say if if you're a um, a life group of uh, of, fa- of with families, maybe with little kids or kids that are you know older elementary school, and uh, one of their kids maybe gets saved or is baptized. How can we celebrate that as a life group mm-hmm. um, together mm-hmm. to, to really make that moment impactful for the family? They'll know, man, these 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 are my people that care about what and that that kid who just walked through that and and sees that I have a whole community around me. I'm not in this alone. I think that's really important to to do. Yeah, I think so too. And um, I, I was just thinking while you were talking to some of the things you said, just reminded me a lot of people love to be celebrated. I mean, we, we got Facebook culture yeah. where everybody's posting all these things about, we know what's important to people by what they share. Mm-hmm. But then as a leader, as and then as a life group, I think it's so important that we take it that next step, not just send them a happy birthday on a on a Facebook post, but, but call them up and, and yeah. tell them and then make a big deal out of their kids stuff in the group. And, and, and those moments need to be celebrated together. And um, sometimes we just kind of send it off in the right. in the virtual world, but, but making a really big deal out of it, you know, in person, in mm-hmm. group, in mm-hmm. group time is just, I think that's so, so valuable and it's yeah. so encouraging. Yeah. It's so encouraging. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Yeah. You got birthdays. Um, you've got, uh, graduations are a big time to celebrate within your group. Maybe somebody is is uh, celebrating a their the anniversary anniversary of their sobriety. Yeah, uh, and and they need to see that they've got those people around. Absolutely, That's a good way to, I love that to, to, to kind of surround your people. Mm-hmm. The next one is so we've got uh, create community, celebrate together, and then another one we get uh, we picked this up from Galatians six is carrying the burden. Um, 
within your group. Galatians 6 tells us to bear one another's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. Um, so a few weeks ago, uh, kind of after the storms came through, lots of trees down, I saw a post from one of our families in our church about how their life group had showed up. And this was kind of after all the initial cleanup. This was, you know, a week or a few days after because um, they had been helping people. And then all of a sudden their life group shows up to their house, uh, lots of trees and limbs down and, and kind of knocked it out together. And this is a way to, to carry the burden uh, whether there there's a, a a need like disaster relief, or like we mentioned earlier, a family has a crisis in life and they need people to be present and carry the load for them. Yeah. Whether that's for meals, mowing yards, taking kids to school. I mean, there, there's a list that goes on and on. Yeah. That. I, I I remember one time I was reading a book or something. It was Craig Rochelle, I believe, telling the story. Um, he's a pastor in a church mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Um, but he um, heard of something that happened in one of the church members' lives that he had to go to the hospital. I think their kid was in the hospital in ICU or something, and he goes up there, and the family meets him at the the front of the door, and they're like, man, you don't even need to be here. And he's like, what do you mean I don't need to be here? Mm. And he walks them. The guy takes Craig in and walks him around the corner into the waiting room, and that guy's life group is there supporting him. Mm -hmm. And he says, man, we've got our family right here. So, Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, just being there for your people during those times and whether it's like Cody's talking about physical or just just emotional you know yeah, support yeah, and yeah um, prayer time with people when I mean, you think about all our our guys that with um, these men's retreats and things I mean mm-hmm. they gather and pray over people and, and yeah, just in yeah. their homes and their front yards but man what a what a beautiful beautiful way to build your life group is to to show somebody, man, you mean so much to us that we're going to be here for you to mm-hmm. to help you carry what you you know what seemingly is too hard for you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's awesome. I heard a story one time of an of another pastor, uh, not in this area, but uh, that was was having uh, some trouble with a daughter, I believe it was, and and so they worked it out with their um, and this is a pastor in a life group where they had all the ladies in their life group come and uh, sit down with the wife in the home, and they prayed together in the daughter's room. Mm. Uh, daughter wasn't there. And and just because uh, it was just heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that he talked about how much that meant uh, for his wife and for their family to have that group of people just, just praying together um, in support. That is definitely a way to carry the burden. Um, and that's what uh, you know we're we're called to do as a as a church and especially as a life group. So then that takes us into the last one, and this is more practical than than uh, really all the rest of them. Um, and the last one is just a check in. Uh, one of the ways that you can care for your life group is have a system to uh, to check in. So the the question to kind of ask. Um, for you as a life group leader is what systems are in place to have regular check-ins with people in your life group. Mm-hmm. One, do we have all the right contact information? Um, two, if, if your group is beyond, I would say, um, well, if you're, if you're in the, if you have a group of 20 or more, you probably need to set up some kind of subgroups to really continue that contact or it's going to get overwhelming for one person in, uh, to, to kind of, coordinate or, or to be reaching out to everybody in your group. So what kind of systems do you have and, and are they working? Are they effective? Um, do we, do we continue those or are we just, a, is it a one time? And then we, next time we think about it, 
um, that matters to have a system to check in. It does. And you talked about it being so practical, but it's so valuable because, you know, people don't just stop coming for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mm-hmm. a reason. And, and so if you're checking in and you're keeping, keeping tabs on people, then that's going to allow you to, it may be even facilitate these other three things that we've talked about right, already, you right. know, knowing that there, there are things going on and, um, and people, people just need to be checked on and, um, you know, find out where they are or if they're not there. And maybe even if they are, I think checking in with people is is just so, so important. So get those systems in place, whatever yeah. works for your group. And it may be different. And some, some guys do group me for life right, groups. Right. Some of our, you know, some of ours just have a phone system. Somebody's mm-hmm, checking in, mm-hmm. but whatever works for you. I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody that's on your role that's not been there in a while is too far gone. I mean, I think no, we always need to not. we always need to to keep tabs on people, even mm-hmm. if even if we mm-hmm. think we know their story, we might not know their story, mm-hmm. and um and find out you know how we can be a, a group to them in their in their time or whatever they're going through. So yeah, so it's yeah. practical, but but at the same time, so valuable. So yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate that point for sure. As a as a rule of thumb, uh, the the Standard has always been, I say always been, it's been for a long time. If we don't see someone for three weeks in a row, um, it's time for for a check-in. Mm-hmm. And, and I know uh, how we can get with that because we, we might know, oh, they were out at a ball game uh, one weekend or, or they were on vacation. The next weekend they were sick. And then the next weekend they just didn't make it. Well, really that most recent one was the one that, you know, they – it was just they may need to check in, but we knew, you know, so we don't always think mm-hmm. in terms of three weeks out of church because our our patterns are just different now. But I think that's still a valid kind of rule. I want to I want to kind of hold to that at least so we can keep our eyes on it. If we don't, if we come become kind of vague about it, well, we'll just kind of wait and, until we don't see them anymore. Like this Sunday, we didn't have life groups, so say somebody missed last week. And they miss the next two more weeks. Well, that's a whole month. And uh, then we just kind of lose sight of it sometimes. And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, you lose sight of it, and it's been three or four months. We hadn't checked in with somebody. And now uh, they're a little bit mad at you, maybe. Uh, They they feel a little bit slighted because – uh, nobody ever checked in with them. I've yeah, heard that a lot. I, I agree with that, and and I think so. The the systems need to be in place for for you, but they they really benefit the whole group, and they mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's so important to get those things in place if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you connect with people? So and as always, share the load. Yeah. As a life group leader, um, we don't necessarily expect you to make all the phone calls. Mm-hmm. We want you to identify the person in your group who is gifted at. Uh, you know, interpersonal relationship skills and can is comfortable making phone calls or, or contacts and um, and can kind of coordinate all that. Mm-hmm. Share the load. Yep. That will wrap it up for uh, caring for your life group. I hope this helps. I hope we hear some feedback from you and uh, let us know how we can continue to benefit you and your life group. If you have any other ideas about how to uh, create community or care for your life group, let us know that. Uh, you can email me. Cody at North Monroe or Kevin at North Monroe. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, anything else, Kevin? No, that's it. Just thanks for all you do. And um, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds good. We'll see you.